Did you watch Vine? Did, were you on Vine when Vine existed? Yeah. This TikTok that I watched the other day had such Vine energy. I was dying laughing. This is the perfect moon for a werewolf to come out. I'm gay. Did you hear what he said? That was such Vine energy. I love it so much. R.I.P. Vine. <laughs> Perfect food for a werewolf to come out. I'm gay. So good. Hi, I'm Olivia. And I'm Kelly, and this is a Court of Theories podcast, where we deep dive all things Akatar, Throne of Glass, and Crescent City. This podcast contains spoilers. Hi. Do we want to talk about this interview? Let's talk about the interview. First of all, maybe I just... I feel like I'm hungover from it, to be honest. I feel like I was so excited leading up to it. I was really looking forward to it, mm-hmm. and I had it so overhyped in my head. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're going to get another book release. She's going to tell us something amazing. And also, I really had it in my head that we were talking about the next book. That's what the talk was about. No. No. I it was not. that. So I, the last time she did one of these, she announced a book. Did she not? I'm trying to remember. So I actually think that Yaz did a timeline of whenever. I saw that. But I think it was a couple months. I think she announced that she was working on it. And then I think within a few months. It was. It, well, it was. I uh, mean, she had like, like the, an announcement. Yeah, like a, like a cover or. <sighs> Anyways, I had this really built up in my head. And then after the fact, I felt. I feel like an asshole even saying it. I felt disappointed. And so all this week. I'm Norm. We text each other all day, every day about this shit. Yeah. I feel like we haven't talked about it since. I know. I've stayed out of most of the discussions about it. I've stayed. Yeah. I've stopped looking at it because people are fighting over it. People are so annoying, and I'm just like, I don't want to deal with the drama. I just need it to calm down and get back to what it was. But I feel like almost burnt out slash hungover from that because mm-hmm. of all of the crap that's come after it, the drama about it, and. The amount of drama, and I texted you about some of this drama. Um, like, actually, Emily's theories on her Reddit, which she's Emmy Ago, said that she was going to step away from TikTok for a while because people have been so ugly to her. They have threatened her. So stupid. And I'm like... This all, is just for fun, guys. This is not real. This None is of not this is re- real. Not First off, nothing is real. Everything is made up. Everything is made up. Money, time... The patriarch, all of this shit is fake. It's Nothing fake. is real. Somebody just decided. Do whatever you want. Yeah, do it. Just don't kill anybody. Nothing matters. Yep. Don't make death threats. <laughs> don't make death threats. You know what? Choose to live your life the way that you want to live your life as long as you're not like outwardly harming anyone else. Or harming anyone. And the fact that not only was it Emily's theories that she was getting so much heat, Yaz the Bookish on Instagram was also getting threats was also people were blowing up her DMS and just being assholes. Why are we being assholes about a, a shipping that we just don't even know anything about? So if you're not 
in the drama every day. In the, the deal, trenches. The, yeah. So the deal, the theories have been going around about Bryson Hunt not actually being mates. So there's been people going like on both sides. People are like, yes, they are. It says they're in the books. People are like, no, they're not. And here's why. Blah, blah, blah. I've entertained both sides. I love Bryson Hunt. I love Hunt. Bryson Hunt forever. That's how I feel. I am a BB at the shipper forever. Mm-hmm. But the arguments have made sense to me and I've entertained them. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That's interesting. And I don't take it that seriously because at the end of the day, this is a fictional book written by someone for fun. Okay. Yeah. This is all for fun and I love it. Yeah. Anyways. That's what the drama is about. So in the interview, Sarah, the interviewers, don't get me started about the interviewers. I wasn't thrilled with the the formatting of the interview. I wasn't thrilled with the questions and how much the interviewers talked because I didn't, I wasn't there to see them. I didn't. I agree. Um, And I almost wish that they had, I get wanting to ask her questions and get her initial reactions, like not wanting it to look staged and stuff, but I almost wish they would have prepped her for some of this because Instead of just saying, I don't want to talk about that or I can't tell you, like she deflected on a lot of things, which is fine, but also like it ate up time where we could have talked about shit that we wanted to talk about. And one of the things that, especially I've noticed just, again, I'm not on TikTok. I'm, I am. I do love my TikTok. I'm a bookstagrammer. I'm not on TikTok, but just from the bookstagram part, because a quarter mass, so Lou with a quarter mass was one of the ones that picked the questions like she was looped in because she has been friends or she has been in connection. I would say that technically she would be friends with Sarah. She has been since literally 2015. So Lou has, she had a say in this, but, and that's so cool. And Lou seems like an absolute doll. And I appreciate that she has stepped in and was able to moderate those questions because she wanted them to be topical and she's hearing and seeing what the book community wants to know from Sarah. I think that one of the things I noticed that on the bookstagram side, again, I can't speak for book talk, but the bookstagram side is that people were upset that the whole point of this was for us to talk about sky and breath because it was the release of the paperback of sky and breath. So it was supposed to really talk about sky and breath, even though we've already read it because we were supposed to talk about details of that. And then how that is going to reflect on what's going to happen in flame and shadow in flame and shadow. And then even what could possibly even move forward into the next Akatar book. Mm-hmm. And so that based on like previous interviews with her, that's been the formatting of that. That's how some of those have rolled. That's how we've, gotten some of the like little breadcrumbs and bits and bites from that is because that was how it was supposed to go. So the questions that Lou gave were questions that like the SJM side of the book community wanted to know. Yeah. And even she stated on her stories that she wished that they would have gotten a little bit deeper into some of the questions that there were still multiple questions that had not even been asked that she had curated from what she felt people wanted to know, possibly even what Sarah could give us. Yeah. And I guess like I, I said, I wish that they had asked different questions or whatever. I almost, I think it just could have been longer because even them like asking about her writing process and stuff, I was super interested in that too. Yeah. But yes, I wish that they would have been able to go through all of the questions that like Lou prepared for them, because I think that's what a lot of people were expecting about it. And I don't know, the interviewers, they're clearly not professional interviewers, which is fine. But also, I don't know. 
I felt uh, like they like interrupted her and they were like yes. talking too much. And I was like, would you guys please shut up? I want to hear what she has to say. So that part was frustrating. Because so what they were supposed to be were moderators. They were supposed to just basically keep the conversation streamlined and lead it. And then if they needed to build on whatever she said, that's a moderator. What I saw as someone who does interview people a lot, cultivates stories, pulls that together for my job as a being a moderator, obviously you need to keep the conversation going. You need to keep the conversation flowing. But whenever a question is dead in the water, you don't just keep pushing that same question. And that's what I felt was happening And then I also feel like that we went to where we fell off of the professional wagon and we went on to like giggly. These are just two or just a couple friends on zoom. And I get that. I know that they are like friends or whatever, but it was frustrating to me that they clearly didn't know the material. Right. That was frustrating to me. Like, why are we re asking about the story behind how Crescent city happened, which she's already talked about like the whole plane thing. And I'm like, that's book one questions. That's not sky and breath questions where sky and breath literally ended on one of the biggest cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. And we're all over here, like itching to even just get something from her for flame and shadow, but to talk about huge elements because we all can see how big sky and breath was even compared to earth and blood like how much bigger so there's so much content and we're over here yes we can amp up earth and blood especially for the ones that haven't read it that i'm like just take the time to get through the first hundred pages because if i have to hear that out of somebody else's mouth that they can't get through the first hundred pages because it's hard what have we said on this show? Just use your critical thinking skills. It, it is hard. I personally started it and walked away from it. I came back to it like four months later. I'm obsessed. I just wasn't in the right headspace to do it. I, it is it's a, a lot. lot. And I can't disagree because it's a very different world building. But, but you, you have to be open to it and going into it and yes. knowing that it's something completely new. It's not a rewritten Akatar. It's not a rewritten no. Throne of Glass. It's something completely new. It's modern. It's something really new from Sarah, but I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And that was the whole thing is like Sky and Breath opened us up to so much more. That's going to drive us into. We didn't talk about Rune and Lydia. We didn't talk about. They asked a little bit about the Autumn King, but it's there were so many other things that we could have talked about. I mean, yeah, they could have said, are we going to see a lot more of Rune and Lydia? And she could have said, I would assume she would say yes, but at least it would have been something. I don't know. Something because I'm like the story that was built into that and us talking about that for the paperback release. That's what everybody was there for, because what from that book discussion we could have built on and moderated in that. Okay. So we've talked about this from sky and breath. What's that going to, how's that going to play back in flame and shadow? If you can tell us, and sometimes she'll give those answers. And so I do, I just felt like it was very ill prepared on the moderator end of it because I'm like, I have over here a couple of just bullet points that I was like, I need to just make sure that I remember for us to talk about. And one of the big things that we did actually get from it is that Bryce and hunt are mates. Yeah. So they, if you didn't watch it, the Christina Lauren, they were asking her that. And they said from the fandom are Bryson hunt mates. And Sarah looked genuinely confused at the question. Like why we didn't know. She was like, am I like diffusing some big theory with this? And she's yes, they are mates. So 
Also, if you didn't watch it, Sarah says that she does not read theories. She's not on social media. She Mm -hmm. says she has three apps on her phone. Yeah. She doesn't pay attention to any of the stuff about this, which good for her. But so she genuinely seemed confused about that. And she was like, yes, they are mates. So then their next question was, do mates work the same in Crescent City as they do in Akatar? And that she chose not to answer which is what has sparked all of the drama I feel like this mm-hmm. week because people feel like that was confirmation that they're not mates or that they she could potentially fall in love with someone else or blah, blah, blah. But Sarah said, she didn't say the words they are in game, but she said they'll be together through the end of it if they make it to the end. And then she did an evil laugh. So that was like her, right, which- if they both survive, that kind of thing. It wasn't a thing like until she hooks up with Asriel. Like it wasn't like that, yes. but that's what... Oh, half of the fandom has taken that to mean. And also, she can't give away yeah. if something's going to... Because I've definitely theorized that I believe that Hunt will die, but will be almost like a reincarnation of Thur. I think he it's potentially that he'll die, come back stronger kind of thing. And because Feyre died, Rhysan died, Amran died, and we had them come back. And I think that it will be a... It won't be an a death that's end all be all. I think it will be a death that activates something and then he will come back. I guess she did confirm a couple things because she did confirm Danica's dead. She's not coming back. She confirmed Connor's dead. He's not coming back. Yeah. So the pack is all dead. And she did make a comment. I feel like if I brought them back after all this, it would really cheapen all of it. And I'm not doing that. So that, that has made me wonder about the whole dust court thing. And I know that some people have theorized that Hunt will die and then him and Danica will be waiting for her. And I'm like, okay, I don't want that to happen because clearly if they're dead, they're not going to be back in the books again. Yeah, I don't know. I do think it But ha- could Hunt be revived the same way Reese and Feyre have been revived hundreds right. of times? Of course. And also, just to loop back with her open-endedness of them surviving, they have shown in a past interview after Akatar book one was released that people were like, oh, I love Tamlin. Oh my gosh, can we see their relationship grow in this next book? She strung them along. She strung the fandom along because she did not want to give away yeah. Reese and Farah. So she is known to string the fandom along. And obviously she's not going to tell us. I don't think that he's going to be wiped off of the earth i think that it will be a rebirth kind of thing especially if we're sticking to like a whole biblical deal because clearly we've seen that happen in the past with main characters and the big love stories because this is their love story this is their story and i think that everyone just needs to honestly theories are fun and your fandom picks are fun but we need to calm down it's not worth threatening other people on social media platforms because you're mad. Don't be wrong. There's some like crazy stuff out there. And I don't know who I want Asriel to end up with. I do actually know who I want him to end up with. It's just not that deep. It's not that deep. And I don't think that, again, we need to be threatening other people because one of the big things is like Yaz, I believe she had some sort of post about Asriel and I can't remember who it was like a shipping post with that people have went back and have lost their shit over in not a good way. And 
that's not worth it. Also, Emily's theories, those are for fun. If people were trying to threaten us about what we've said, chill out. That's not what we're here for. We're here to talk about stuff that's fun and that we might get answers for in the next book. And we might not because now that she has... There's a lot more books coming. There's so many more books coming. And also that she's confirmed, like she renounced her statement that you don't need to read Akatar to read Crescent City and vice versa. Like she has fully renounced that where she was like, yeah, no, they, it'll be fine. It won't cry. But it definitely is going to cross over and you're going to need to read those to get through Flame and Shadow. Mm-hmm. And... Which is just like a, to me, that was a cool moment in that. If like pulling anything that she renounced that statement, because then that just really does so much more with this world building for this next book. And she did give us that confirmation she's working on the next Akatar book and that it's a full novel and not a novella. I've seen where the fandom was really excited because I guess in a previous interview, she had talked about that between Silver Flames and the next full novel was allegedly supposed to be a novella. Mm -hmm. And so I like that we've pushed that out. Now she could very well insert a novella at any point, but that this next one is not just going to be like a little 200 pager that, Oh, just going to give you guys a little bit, but not give you enough. And then as of now, we don't have a release date. We don't have a name. We don't know who it's about, which we do know who it's about. And she's said, isn't it obvious who it's about? Because especially going back in history, bonus chapters, the entire bonus chapter at the end of Silver Flames was about Asriel. Mm -hmm. So obviously that's what's leaving that's the last thing you're going to remember. So then why would we not pick up the next book from it? And she honestly acts like you guys don't know. So yeah. So potentially it's our as real book, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. And obviously we're going to get multiple POVs. We had Cassian and Nesta POVs and silver flames. I'm hoping that I'm hoping if it's the Azrael Akatar that we get maybe more than two POVs. One of the things that I was really excited about just to give another upper of the interview was that SJM and her son are Swifties. Yeah. I, I'm sitting I here do like, love that. we're talking about all the positive things and I'm like, wow, why am I being such a brat about this? But I feel like I did like overhype my expectations. No, I, I was did. like, oh. I lost sleep. I literally lost sleep. And I was like, I was, I kept telling Jameson, I'm like, this is my Super Bowl. Yes. I was so anxious and I was half nauseous at work all day because I was just so excited because I was waiting for just even just something. We got good stuff out of it, but the thing, the things that I'm getting out of it, those bullet points do not add up to the amount of time. I'm still obsessed. I'm still obsessed with it. Obviously. I love her. I'm obsessed. I love her. I'm obsessed. Um, and it, I'm not blaming. I just wanted more. I wanted more. I didn't want the next book to be ruined, but I also just, I don't know. Like she's so elusive. She's yes. not on social media. So you don't know what she's doing or what she's writing or what she's thinking. Yes. So I just wanted her to come on there and like word vomit, brain dump on us for an hour. And that's just not exactly what we got. No. And I do think that if we would have had I really also do. she doesn't owe us that. No, <laughs> I realize that I sound no. like super entitled like to her time or whatever her thoughts are. No, but I, I was just, just really do feel like that the conversation could have been cultivated a little bit better. Yeah, I feel like we get 
I love social media because we get to see like behind the scenes of authors or celebrities or whatever. Like people get to tell the stuff from their own point of view. And she just, she's just someone that posts once every six months. And so it's, I don't know. Yeah. No, she's just so like elusive. I was just really hyped up about it. When you have a brain like that. Yeah. You have to be. I love that. She, okay. She also said that she was not a genius. Okay. Okay. And I do love that they have a Bible. I figured that they would, but I love that they have a massive verse Bible. And I hope that one of these days that's published. That's yeah. And I just love that. Or I would just love to just see, even if it's, just like little like snippets. Like my Twilight Illustrated Guide. Yeah. I would love to have a Massiverse <laughs> Illustrated Guide. I And I do. I just really do love that because, yeah, like she said, I'm not going to remember somebody's eye color, I'm not, but the readers will. And so I appreciate everything that she does to make sure that the experience that we're getting is a genuinely good experience, even down to somebody's eye color. It's just very appreciative because... What was the book that you were talking about last Friday that you read in a chapter four or five, they changed the guy's oh, name. Yeah. I read the assistant to the villain, which yeah, yeah she yeah. became a huge hit because she was releasing like her chapters via TikTok, And so she got picked up by red tower books. And so she has, and it's a cute book. I'm not going to like shit on the, the actual like book itself. I it's, bought it. I just haven't read it yet. It, it's very, uh, just for all of us smut sluts out there. It's, it's very, uh, G rated. So oh, damn. I know I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, there's a character that comes in. It's towards the end, but like, as far as the character chapters go, it's a couple of chapters of this character. And then it's something big happens with this newly established character and you have one name and then the next chapter where they're like, okay, we have to go and do this for this character. It's a different name. (laughs) How? How did that happen? And then his name is different for the remainder of the book. And this book is not only, not just a Kindle Unlimited ebook, this book is printed with sprayed edges. And like, we couldn't edit it enough that we couldn't catch and. I have, a bad catch feel- that? I have a bad feeling about this Red Tower books. Like, you know how I felt about Fourth Wing. And then I, like I for that to be a thing, I'm yeah. just like, oh. I know. And I didn't read the Tracy Wolf novel oh that they released. I, didn't I read tried that. reading Crave a long time ago. And oh, I read yeah? three chapters and I was like, I can't fucking do this. <laughs> You're like, this is enough. Yeah. All of the, I, I haven't read Assistant of the Villain, to be fair. But like, Fourth Wing, I'm sorry. It just reads like a cringy fans fiction by a 13-year-old that's super <laughs> horny but has only ever humped a pillow. Oh. And you're like, what the fuck? You're like, what, what other books? Which, like, clearly she was under our radar because I didn't even know that she existed until Fourth Wing. But and I... I forgot that you existed. No, yeah. no sorry. <laughs> As a physical book lover, we've all found ourselves in major need of a bookmark when we've been rudely interrupted while reading. Interruptions like your job, your needy pets and family, or your spouse wanting to tell you all about a random thing that they've been doing, all while you're at a really good part. Don't they see that we're reading? And in those moments, we've all found ourselves having to grab for a receipt, a post-it note, a scrap of paper, or the absolute worst, 
dog-earing your page. Well, in those moments, Case Leatherworks has you covered. Their dog ear bookmark fits perfectly over the corner of your page, so you never lose your place. Their products are made with top grain American leather in a variety of colors, and you have the option to customize your bookmark with your initials. Along with their bookmarks, they offer a variety of home good products that's perfect for any reading nook. Support small business by visiting caseleatherworks.com and our listeners will receive 10% off your first order by using code THEORIES at checkout. That's offer code THEORIES at caseleatherworks.com. But yeah, and so the fact that Sarah can make sure that those things don't happen and, and then people have bitched about her plot holes like... I don't feel like that the plot holes that people have bitched about in the past are legitimate plot holes. I do believe that. I actually did. Okay. I was on Reddit last week and I saw someone talking about that, about plot holes. And they're like, there's so many plot holes. And I literally commented and I was like, hey, a friend and I have a podcast where we dissect the Massiverse weekly. We can pretty much answer any plot hole questions. I'd love to hear them. And I like, we, I was being genuine. She was being genuine. And then when I gave her the answer, some of them, I was like, you know what? This is a stretch, but here's my answer. Yeah. And she, it was all very civil. And she was like, I love your answers. These are super well thought out, but I still don't believe this and this. And I'm like, totally fair. I agree that this is a stretch, but one of them that, I don't know if you want to sidebar this far, but one of them that she was like, this is a plot hole. I was, one of them was the C-section thing, which I feel like I can explain away. Yeah, there's been enough of the C-section stuff just in other fantasy. Okay, so let me pull this up really quick. Okay, I was like, I'm just curious what you think the plot holes are. We have a podcast where we talk about we can explain pretty much anything. One of them was the blood right. And I was like, I agree with you because she said, it stressed how difficult it is. The Bat Boys struggled to get to the top of Ramiel. And they're some of the strongest Illyrian males to ever exist. They've had years and years of training. And then you've got three girls who've been training for barely seven months and are able to defeat multiple Illyrian warriors who've trained their entire lives. I agree. To be fair, they mostly hid and they weren't like going out and like doing combat. If they were like out there slaughtering their way to the top, right. I would have been so pissed. I've been like, no. They were basically just letting all of those men get taken yeah. out. For the most part, yes. And they had a little bit of help from that one Illyrian. Yeah. Um, I cannot remember his name and I apologize. Um it did it did honestly frustrate me that they did win it, especially because they were injured and I don't know. I don't it frustrated me that they ended it or that they won it whenever like twelve Illyrians in all of history have ever done it. And again, these are seven or three girls who've been training for seven not that they're girls, but three women that have been training yeah. for seven months who've never trained in their lives. Right. They literally just started working out seven months ago and now you're going to be on the same level. I, I just don't believe it. If they had won it in a way that was something to do with outsmarting something or the way they thought about something differently or they, I don't know. But like well, I said, I to be, to be fair, they, they did. they did outsmart because well, they hid and then they were assisted by that Illyrian male. And I, again, I do, I see the controversy. They really not, didn't like I, fight or kill anybody off until the very end, which... The first time I read it, I was more angry than I was the second time. The second time I was like, okay, this is a little bit more believable to me. Yeah. So when it came to that point, I was like, to be honest, like, I was like, I agree with you, whatever. But I also told her. (laughs) We just had a power fighting sisterhood of the traveling pants. Yeah. That's what we had. I told her, I did not love that Gwen and Emery won the right. Do I think they all could realistically survive for a few days? Sure. But to win, 
I said, and then I started thinking and put my patriarchy hat on. (laughs) I said, we're told how difficult it is strictly from a male perspective. So while I'm not saying any of the challenges are easy, who's to say they're actually as hard as all the men have said? No females have ever been given the opportunity to even try. So I said, for example, think of how wildly men blow things out of proportion or how women must downplay their own pain and struggles. Consider men who are hooked up to those period cramp simulations or how men versus women handle a common cold. I was like, basically pretty much used a hiding approach until they absolutely had to defend their lives. Many of the others pride themselves on slaughtering their way to the top. So that was my answer for that. Which I do appreciate that was your answer because fishing. I caught a fish this big. I'm not talking Tinder profile fishing photos. I'm just talking like you hear that or I saw a buck out in the woods. We're from Indiana. So like I saw a buck out in the woods and it was 17 feet tall and had 37 acres. (laughs) And so that sounds diseased. I'm like, oh, no, that drank from the Ohio River. Oh, no. But I and I do. I think that they were smart about it. We're like, they're talking about, oh yeah, they had to drag resand up the side of the mountain. And it's one of those where like, they were out there for guts and glory. They were literally like, we're going to slaughter all these motherfuckers as much as we can. Cause Walker, Texas Ranger, like it, where the girls were just like, okay, we're just going to hold out, let everybody fuck each other up. Yeah. And then we're going to slip past, which is basically also what Katniss did in hunger games. Exactly. So, I mean, she, she didn't do anything until she absolutely had to defend her life. Right. She knew how to do a bow and arrow and like, yeah. that's cool. Good for her. But like, so did Farah. Uh, you know, it, it, I do. I think that they just used their wits and their brains and they weren't all about the brawn. And right. so I think that's how we can really do that work around. And then also just the fact that three women working together got them to where they were. Yeah. Have we already talked about the C-section thing? We um, haven't we? I don't want to go into it right now. It's it's a whole thing. I don't we've we have definitely I feel like every time we bring it up, we're like, OK, we're just going we'll to do that later. Yeah, we're going to do it later. I don't want to talk about it. Right I don't now. I don't like okay, it. OK, but let me talk about a couple of the other ones. This one, she says, this is probably smaller, but it bugged me that Emery carried Gwen up the mountain. That's supposed to be difficult to climb with her wings, because apparently Cassian couldn't carry a pack on his hike because his wings wouldn't allow him to. It makes no sense. And that one I was like. I don't think he necessarily couldn't carry it. I think it was more about making the hike harder for Nesta and like making her carry it. I think that was just an excuse. He was like, here, you have to carry this. Yeah. My wings won't let me also maybe. And just, this is me just like being a little like devil advocate. Like Emery can't use her wings and they've been clipped where the bat boys talk about how sensitive their wings are and blah, blah, blah. And you, I mean, I could be wrong. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't ever recall Emery ever really saying anything about her wings being sensitive. And so maybe since they're clipped, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the workaround. Truly, like she can't use them to fly. So she's not really going to have much feeling in them. I mean, obviously they're going to have you know pain and whatever, but I mean, she, you know, they're just like prone on her back. So she had a couple more. And this one is that the whole concept of mates has been annoying to me, especially after this book. She just finished Crescent City. Is what she's saying oh, is okay, annoying okay, okay. to her after this book. She says, at first we're told that they're super rare, but now it's like suddenly you get a mate and you get a mate and you get a mate. <laughs> also, we're told that mating bonds has something to do with who would make the strongest offspring. Yet Nesta, who doesn't have an Illyrian anatomy, is mated to Cassian, who is full Illyrian. So if she hasn't changed her anatomy, they wouldn't even be able to have offspring. So how is that logical? Just the whole idea of the three sisters with the three brothers bothers me for some reason. 
So for this, I said, this one has a little more nuance, I think. I said, Reese only theorizes that the mating bond is about strong offspring, but in the Throne of Glass series, we see same-sex mates. And I said, knowing this, I believe that mates can be more about your soul and your purpose together rather than simply procreating. And also, that could be very well just what his dad told him. Yeah. And I said, we know that Reese has a bond with Pharaoh while she's still human. When he was able to send her visions on the night court, she was still human. So Cassie and Anesta have a wild initial reaction before she's Faye as well. Lucian shows heightened concern for Elaine before she goes into the cauldron. As for the anatomy with wings thing, Pharaoh was in her Illyrian form when they conceived. Reese is only half Illyrian, and he was not born with wings. He's able to summon them, but he was not born with them. And as far as I can remember, we don't know any of the human Illyrian children outside of Reese. Yeah. Presumably his sister also, but we don't know shit about her officially. And I said, so yes, Nesta grants herself and Farrah the ability to accommodate wings, but that doesn't necessarily mean that their children would have them if they were in their fae form. I said human Illyrian children outside of Reese. He's fae. Not human. I don't know why I said that. I, but I knew what you meant. And also we have to think about too that maybe there's this whole, and this is just, again, me theorizing. because Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but also Nesta was made. Right. She's made and she is obviously not Illyrian. And it, it could very well just be like, maybe now in the Akatar world, they're like, holy shit, C-sections exist. And it could very well just be essentially the same thing or it could also work with her being made maybe she does have an ability that the cauldron has given her that we just don't know about and also they're fictional characters yeah yeah <laughs> but it's one of those that i wouldn't necessarily call these like plot holes no i wouldn't call them plot holes because i, I could see it like being like dead ends in terms of yeah i don't know maybe it is a plot i don't I don't feel like that we're going to see a pregnancy trope with Cassian and Nesta, no. like even in future books. I, I think that it, as far as children in the inner circle go, Nyx is about it. I don't know. Like she foreshadows that they want them someday. Next, I could see it happening, but it's not going to be like a main story. No, like it's going to be like a background. And and I do think that I, I think that it's there's like a missing time frame. And then all of a sudden they have a kid. Or yeah. Something, yeah. And I and obviously magic is heavily involved. And so I think maybe just post Feyre, we're all going to be like, you know what? This is how we need to handle this. Yeah. Because you can't tell me that Illyrians haven't fucked somebody else and have offspring. Which maybe they die and they don't care. Yeah, so. maybe. I don't know. Cassian would give his life for Nesta. But this one, I didn't really have a good answer. And she says, this is a small detail about the prison that didn't make sense to me. In Mist and Fury, it's mentioned when they go to the prison for the first time that only Reese's blood can open the doors. In Akawar, it's confirmed that Feyre can now go do the same because she's his mate and high lady. In Silver Flames, Nesta and Cassian are able to go just the two of them and open whatever they want. It's a small detail, but the inconsistency bothers me. And so I went back on the reread. Of course I did. Of course. That's the best way to get the answer. I was like, I didn't, when I first read that, I didn't take that. Do you think Reese lied? I don't know. I wonder. I'm almost wondering if maybe he lied just... For the simplicity of... Not releasing prisoners? Yeah, not releasing prisoners. I mean, he, there are wards. And so, like, in Silver Flames, whenever Nesta and Cassian are going to go to the prison, he tells them, like, give me a day. I have to undo the wards. And so maybe it's his blood. Maybe he is going and unlocking everything maybe. and releasing those wards. And we just see it that one time. Yeah. Because, yeah, he does have those wards up for everything. And I'm the reason I was like, maybe he lied was, again, just because so that way no one can 
go and just let everybody free. No, no baddie could have figured it out. But yeah, maybe his blood, he, when he does say, okay, give me that, that's just plugging that hole of he, he knows when someone's going to be going to the prison, he's giving them free reign, but he's also opening it up. So yeah, I'm done. But maybe that's me making excuses for her because I love her and she can do no wrong in my no. eyes. But I also like none of those were major. I did think that was interesting because that wasn't things that I caught up or I'd caught in the past. But they're yeah. not like to me, those are not major plot holes that people, yeah. you know, and the things that when people are like, there's major plot holes, like they don't give any examples. And so I'm just like, are you just confused? I feel like that's a, yeah, it's, a, it's an easy thing to pull out and, but also because and be like a hater about because well we can quote unquote being a hater or also the series isn't done yes that was that's another thing that I said once you read further books some stuff in earlier books where Mm -hmm. you're like oh that's a weird detail to mention later on it makes sense and it comes back and it was there for a reason the whole time yeah I don't think that until the whole thing is finished yeah nothing's I don't think anything is really open Um, and shut at this point Um, yeah because I in the same thread some girl was like She's an okay writer, but she's no George R. Martin. And I'm like, first of all. Oh, yeah. You got me on that. That series is practically done. You're never getting the last book. Give it up. We're never getting it. And second of all, fuck you. That's Uh, the most misogynistic bullshit. Do they have the exact same writing style? No. No. What? But my thing is, so what in your brain? And and then that's like a question that I might like could pose is what is it about Martin's writing style that you feel makes him superior to Sarah's? Yeah. Perfect. That's exactly what I, I was going to finish your sandwich for you. Thank you. And but it would be delicious. Yeah. But yeah, as far as quote unquote plot holes, we could go down and I have this as a bullet point on here. We could go down about the Autumn Court and the Autumn Kings and Baron and all that shit. Just honestly, someone could take that oh as God. like a I, huge gaping plot hole. And it's not such a good TikTok this week of is it the one I sent you about the Lady Autumn? Oh, did you send me that with? Where it's Helian and Baron. Yes, I sent you that. Oh, I can't fucking remember shit. Jesus Christ, I said not me bawling at my desk. Uh, fine, I won't explain it to you then. God. I have, Can you imagine if they if Lady have Autumn and, and Helian are, are uh, mates? Could you imagine that they that. were actually mates and they know it, but to protect him and to protect Lucian and she just stays with Baron. Can you- There's no, you cannot tell me if Helian knows that Lucian's his son and has done nothing about that. I don't think he does. That will destroy me. I feel like I don't think Helian he is better than that. Helian, I hope he is. I'm going to be honest with you. And this is going to be really gross for me to say to you, but I would definitely be like, he would probably try to come on to Lucian and, <laughs> As sex sex driven as that man is, I'm not over here condoning incest. I'm just saying. Here's something. I'm not saying this is a plot hole, but in Crescent City, and I know that Danica's special and she's a bloodhound and she can smell that stuff, but like. We're still mad at her, but. Still mad at her, but she can smell that Rune and Bryce are siblings and not cousins like they're saying and blah, blah, blah. But then also they talk about how their ancestors' magic is so much stronger than theirs and all that stuff. I'm like. How can the Fae and Akatar and Prithia not sniff out that kind of shit? They can smell when y'all are mated. Why can't you tell when someone's not your kid? I don't think Baron cares. Maybe he's never been close enough. Truly, he's not giving a fuck about Lucian. But even if you think about, I don't know, literally any situation he could have been in in his whole life. Somebody throwing them under the bus. Lucian and Aerys standing next to each other and being like, oh, one of y'all don't have the same daddy as the other. That would have come up at some point in 500 years. 
But we did talk about the magic is different and when maybe it has to do just like breeding down the line and the Asteri fucking with everything and where they've lost senses in other places. Maybe that has heightened their sense of smell. Yeah, maybe it's just not a thing. I don't know. But I do like that in the conversations that she had that we are going to get more on the Autumn King and all of his bullshit. And I'm going to just say it here, say it now. He's going to fucking die. He's going to fucking die. He's a piece of shit dad. And he is one of those that I think that he is not saying he's going to have a redemption arc because I think he's just so gross and evil. I honestly would love if he had some kind of Gabriel redemption arc where he just dies. I don't think it would break my heart, but I'm just like. Yeah, because the thing that, what was it? Our plant, like. Close our, the portal, Bryce. Yeah. And the hysteria like zap his ass. <sighs> Wouldn't. No, because then the hysteria would still be out there. Apollyon eats him. Uh, I don't know. Or just we sard star sword his ass and just take him no, out he, right he, then and like, there. It has to be like Gabriel where they, he like helps him close the, close the gate. And I, he can't get back in. I so. do think it will be a moment. Close the rift, Bryce. I, okay. Here's what I think. That Let's this just might be, I think it might have, his death will probably have something to do with Ember. Hmm. Do you think we'll ever find out what happened with them? I feel like that maybe in this next book, because she did say that we're going to get a lot more about the Autumn King because he is just in the background and he just comes in and he's just he like, is a really <laughs> interesting <laughs> character. And I feel like he, him and his solar system, like, reasons. yes, yes. Between <laughs> what did I tell you it was called? I don't remember. Ori. Oh, okay. Because I was O-R-R-E-Y, like, O R R E Y. I think I don't know. I just called the solar um, system. No, <laughs> like he has one. The Science. astronomer has one. The Steri have one. But I'm like, those three seem to be. Which I know that we don't know everyone in Crescent City or the Midgard, but it seems that those people are very in tune with the fact that there's like multiple. Yes. So he. I don't know. His obsession with the Starborn magic, I get the whole thing of being king and the royal bloodline and blah, 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 blah. But I feel like he's, yeah. (laughs) But then like his way, him wanting to have an alliance with the Avalon Fae through Bryce, I feel like he knows like something is up. I feel like he's very aware of Prithian. No, I think he is too. And I feel like that all of those Ori's, I mean, they're, they, I feel like they all have to be connected in some way, shape, or form. Their magic has to be connected. And I feel like that we'll definitely see more of their Who knows? Purpose. What if it, it could be Reese's? Jessica has the fucking, like, book of breathings and shit. And, yeah. And, and, again, I like the whole, the different theories of other people where they're, like, talking about, first off, time is just a construct. Created by Time's the pa- not real. By the patriarchy. Just, we don't know how, necessarily, that these worlds are going to line up as far as, like, timelines go. So, truly, it could very well be Reese's. I think it's very interesting. And I don't think that Sarah does anything out of coincidence and them Mm -hmm. referencing a bible and like her talking about her editor being so in tune which that i'm like obsessed i don't know who her editor is but i need to find out god can you their brain has got yeah yeah yeah. there's no way they sleep good but lots of coffee whenever aelin falls through the world she falls down yes when bryson's up in prithian she says she is pulled across so i find that very interesting so is that a time thing or, or Gwen was explaining to Nesta, everybody living on top of each other mm-hmm. in layers. Is Terrison literally living on top of Prithian that she fell through? I think it is. And that 
Crescent City is on the continent and is on the side. So she literally was pulled across to come over there. Because not necessarily, I don't know, through time and space. Yeah, because the Throne of Glass map and the Akatar map. Yeah, they have a really cool overlap. They have a great overlap. And we've pretty much pulled them up. And it almost looks like that Terracent is the night court, the night court. But also the maps in Crescent City are just Lunathian. Yes, we don't see. It's very hyper zoomed in. Yes. You do not see the full land mass like you do with Terracent. And as far as answers that we're going to get, we're going to get fucking punched in the fucking face like Aelin did by Rowan in this next book. I can't wait. I just can't wait. I'm so excited. I know that I'm physically not going to be able to finish it in one day and that kills me. I know it pisses me off. It literally pisses me off. I told Casey... If I listen to it on 3X and read no, it at the same time, no, you, I could probably do it. And like, it's probably going to be like a 30 hour audiobook. You need to and I'm gonna consume be able to, it. I will. But if I get through it and then I can go back and redo it. But like not being able to just immediately dump it into my brain is going to drive me batshit crazy. I, I will not be able to sleep. I truly have considered taking two days of PTO and then just two hours out of my day will be like swim practice. And then. But Fuck the, them kids. But the. <laughs> I'll be like, y'all are fine. We don't have a big championship meet this weekend. Like I said the other day, if you haven't figured this out, nothing (laughs) I can say is going to help you now. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's because it literally falls in championship season. And yeah, I I have thought about just telling my boss, I won't be here, but I'll still drive down to the pool. And then I was telling Casey, I was like, okay, listen, I am probably going to need access like for the audiobook. Homie is back here. I think I have 14 audible credits. Oh my God. he was like, just tell me and we'll download it because because of our the way our Amazon accounts are set up, I can download all of his Audible stuff onto my phone and vice versa. Oh, so, you guys have separate accounts. How cute. We have the Amazon thing where it's our household thing. So we have, he has his own Amazon account and I have my own Amazon account, but we're under the same prime umbrella because we don't want to be seeing. First off, I don't want his shit fucking with my Amazon algorithm shit oh. and vice versa. Like, I don't, we share. No. Also, I buy. We are way all too- Jameson in my household. Uh, no. And the only reason that it's under Jameson <laughs> was because he took college classes like a few oh, years he got ago. It for free. Not for free, but it was much cheaper. Oh. So we had a student prime for a couple of years. But now it's under my name. So like the shipping address and email is, is mine but the account it's like thanks jameson and you're like yeah thanks jameson i was just i'm i was gonna go to amazon and i just typed in jameson.com <laughs> i didn't hit enter so don't go to that i don't know what it is yeah we don't know what that is i'm scared to find out but yeah so i'll definitely be doing audio and reading because i just i yeah we've got to get through it at least once before we can go back and do our annotations and we need to just be able to word yeah, vomit yeah, yeah, yeah. because we will not be able to talk to each other for at least two days. At least two days. Look at me. We cannot talk to each other. I'm just going to text you. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like 75 times. I'm going to set a timer I, to text you every. I am probably going to mute your notifications, not block you, <laughs> just mute your notifications. And I'll have, it'll show like 37 new messages and I'll, not, I'll just be like, hmm, those are all Olivia. Hope, hope she's okay. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to open any of them. I'm not going to read any of them. I'll just send you a bunch of gifts of like, I'm stranded. Popped my tire. Please help. Yeah. Kelly, my answer. Yeah. And you're like in the middle of town. <laughs> 
I'm afraid for Britney Spears. I'm also afraid for Britney Spears. I'm somewhat convinced that all of this shit is deep fakes. And then I'm like, okay, so where is she? Oh, I think they locked her up. Somebody is was, she still alive? I think she's still alive. Yeah, I think she's still alive. I just think that it's very much like parallel to a Scientology so situation. So what are they doing? Are they just trying to make her look absolutely insane? Um, well, you know, like there's that whole thing that her and Sam are getting divorced. Yeah. I know everybody was skeptical as fuck of him to begin with, but I'm just like, that makes me so sad. I know. It makes me sad. Also, Kelly, if you do not stop sending the same fucking thing to all of my accounts (laughs) I don't know which one you're looking at. I check all of them in a rotation. I will see it eventually. You have too many and I don't know which one. And then sometimes I get excited. Oh, I have messages. Oh, and I'm like, it's the same fucking thing. It's from this dumb bitch. Like me, I'm the dumb bitch. No, and when sometimes I send Smut one. math. When a 30-year-old, 30-year age gap is questionable, over 100 years is fine when the guy is immortal and hot. True. <laughs> They're too good. Who Who is that that made that? The Spice Reader. This is very funny. <laughs> no, it's very funny. I don't funny. even want to say some of these things out loud. But. Say them. I, if you won't, I will. You know I have no shame. Smut math is one dick great two dicks great three dicks great the more the merrier (laughs) (laughs) oh tis the season for all the dicks smut math is when the five one chick takes a 12 inch monster (laughs) dick without a problem and then in parentheses really little it says and without lube at that point it's just probably a magically lubed up dick let's be real smut math is when 10 inches is standard and completely normal (laughs) Smut math is when the love interest gives you a t- gives you ten mind blowing O's the first time you do the horizontal tango. <laughs> so funny. They're so good. They're just so funny. That reminds me of another video. Hang on. You can continue talking. Oh, about. so did you did you also see the video how Kovu just didn't have any reason for them to draw him to like I think this is where some of my like I'm gonna be honest, the scene where like the hair is down in his face where he's got emo hairdo, like that's the one that does it for me. I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. As far as a animated um animal character, like beastality? Like <laughs> No, no, my God. No. If you know us in real life, please leave. <laughs> please never speak of this. But you know what? I feel like that people that know us in real life, they're going to be like, nope, actually, that really tracks for Kelly because she loves the Lion King too fucking much. (laughs) But but truly, they didn't have to go that hard. Like Phil Collins didn't have to go that hard for the soundtrack of Tarzan. Like, oh, my God, that reminds me. One of my copywriter friends, she posted a reel the other day and it's about business advice, but she's doing it to this dance. And I was like. Damn, you did not have to go that hard, but thank God you did. <laughs> thank God you did. So That's me thanking Disney for Lion King too. I, like, I really wish we had their artist friend. Yeah, me too. But also, like, why can't we? We know? need some kind. Of, I don't know. Why did the Lord not bless us? <laughs> did you know that I named it Out After Dusk? I saw that. <laughs> I don't I think like, I said anything to you about it, but I was like, "That's so good." I was like, "I'm workshopping it since." You're so good at all this like naming stuff. Every time I see one of the like podcast title names, I'm just like, oh, it's so good. It's my only child imagination. That it's very good. That's really just I love like out. everyone is a star and Regelius is a foot. I love that. <laughs> that one flowed together really well. I was really happy with that one because I just want to pull some of the funny stuff or some of the one liner stuff. But I was like, oh, I had those two written down and it was so funny because when I go through and 
listen, I'll write down like timestamp certain stuff and then just funny shit that we say, I'll also write down because I'm like, that's just could also just be like a really funny post on Insta or whatever. And but like that one, I was like, this one is gold. I, this one is was gold. really good. Thanks, bro. <laughs> so get it right. Get it tight. <laughs> get it right. Get it tight. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, and also, I just I really appreciate Sarah even giving us what she gave us. I just want more. I know. It doesn't matter if she like live streamed her life 24 seven. It would never be enough. I know. Um, Until I I can get inside her skin. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Nipple belt and. What? Ed Gein. Is that a real word? What are you saying? Nipple belt. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? No. Okay. First off, I really need you to catch up and be. What's the second word that you said? Ed Gein. Yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Ed Gein was a serial killer and he the he had a nipple belt and he had skull bowls that he made. No, he I just also, meant I want to be her. He also made not physically okay, in well, her hey, skin. Hang on. He also made oh an entire God. like bodysuit uh from his mom's like skin and Okay. I don't want to talk about skin anymore. <laughs> Okay, that is Casey. not at all what I meant. It makes Casey uncomfortable too. But anyways, that was what I, my true crime brain took me right down there where I was like, okay, should I have Casey come back and just <laughs> make sure that everything's fine? With what? Keep, keep an eye on us so you're not going to try and use my leather up my skin. I wish I hadn't said any of that. <laughs> I hate where this has gone. I'm sorry. I don't. You are also talking to the girl who could fall asleep to the Ted Bundy tapes just because they soothed me. <laughs> Anyways, but no, I her brain is so fascinating. And I as someone who has a very active imagination and grew up an only child, I've mentioned my brother and stuff, but that's neither here nor there. I just love that she even came out of her writer's like tomb or hole or cave and even just gave us what she gave us. Yes. The bullet points that that I have on here is not a lot. And I know that there was a lot of disappointment wrapped around it. I don't blame Sarah for that. We did it to ourselves. I know we all hyped it up so hard. Wait, I saw one girl being like, there's going to be a double release. She's going to announce a double release. And then I was like, Why did, and you listen? I didn't listen, but I I had the kernel of hope in my heart. I really need you to like reach out, so then that way I can like knock you down. I don't want few. you to crush my dreams. Uh, Keep my true dreams to myself, I so mean, Kelly can't stomp on them. I, it's my job <laughs> as your friend <laughs> to destroy your hopes and dreams and bring you down a couple notches. Okay, because that's just th- so everyone heard that. Just that's just me. Uh, she says that I don't know how to express my love or anything. <laughs> When I share my dreams, they are squashed. So just so you know, this is the way reason I am the way that I am. <laughs> my influence all these years. But and people had some wild shit leading up to that. And I was like, y'all got to calm down. And I mean, she gave us the most that she could give us without giving anything away. We did get confirmation that we're getting a full novel, that Bryce and Hunt are mates because she was just thoroughly confused as to why we didn't fucking know that. That she renounced that you don't need to read Akatar for Crescent City. That those are now hand in hand, paired up. And that we're going to see more of the Autumn King and his bullshit. And I'm really excited about that because he is a character that I would just love to crack open and and 
see what's going on in there because he's so fucking devious and I'm ready to see it. I was really just hoping she'd you give us a little kernel from the cover though. Are Thunderbirds fae? Are they like their own thing? I'm pretty sure that they're their own thing. Oh. Yeah, I don't think that they're considered fae. I don't think that they're like a lesser or anything. They're a very highly magical being, but yeah, I don't think that they're considered a fae. Because they don't have any powers like a fae. Thunderbirds? They're very like, they're just very high powered beings. I was just thinking like, we don't know much about Han's lineage. I was just like, if he had some kind of fae in his blood, then they really could be mated like fae. I think the way I, that. I think his genetics are so fucked. I think the Asteri has just. Just the way that, that rereading that, all of that before, like all the proof before she like confirmed. Rune talks about how their sense have changed and all this stuff. And like, he seems to be taking it very seriously. Yeah. So anyways, we don't have to get into this. I and just know. Well, and we just don't, I just don't really feel like that. We know too much in depth on the Thunderbirds anyways. I mean, she says we're going to learn a lot about him, but I love that like in sky and breath hunts, like, wow, Sophie had power just like me, but I'm not a Thunderbird. <laughs> like he has that thought multiple times. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm like, okay, I, hunt. I get, they were hunted to extinction. Allegedly. Yeah. And you're enslaved, but I'm sure there's no connection. No, none at all. They're you like bread. Yeah. They're like, we'll I'm sure there's no one. connection. We'll keep this one. You were rounded up like cattle hunt. Like <laughs> Jesus. Also just speaking of Thunderbirds, just to, before we really just wrap this up, her not confirming that Emil has powers. Yeah. 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 See, I'm so full of shit. I was like, this was disappointing. And then now we've said all these like things I, that she I said. I don't think that we were disappointed in her. No, I we was We were not. disappointed in the format. I was very frustrated with the interviewers. I'll yes. just say that. Yes. I was also frustrated that the screen, I couldn't see Sarah's face the whole time. I know. Because she's a... Also, it's not fair for her to be that pretty so and be fucking so annoying. fucking smart all at the same time. Really pisses me off. It really pisses me off. I hope she off. has like really ugly toes or something. Uh, just one small detail one, about Something her. needs to be wrong. Just so, one thing. One Sorry thing. about your toes, Sarah. And maybe she's got some like weird cauliflower ear and that's why she keeps her hair down and long all the time. I, I don't it. know. I just, I'm reaching. I just, it's not fair. Okay. As, as the one whose husband is prettier than her in the relationship, like it's not fair. Okay. And... <laughs> I'm the funny one and he's the nice looking one. It's not fair. But anyway, so she did really give us breadcrumbs. And what's nice is that Lou, a quarter mass on Instagram, she does have a full transcribed breakdown. Yep. She did post that. And so for to go back and reread it, if, if you need that little comfort piece <laughs> be leading us into January. Um, but I mean, overall, I think that my favorite thing is just to know that she's a Swifty and that it makes me feel better about how all of the songs can line up with the Massiverse. Because as I have said before, Taylor Swift is the mother. There you go. She Confirmed. really is. She's d- done. Nailed it. You know what? We could probably just end the podcast now for good. Because <laughs> what else is there? But, I mean, T-Swift nailed it. She is the ruler of all things. And I love it. And thank you, Sarah, for giving us what you gave us. God bless you. Thanks, Lou, for 
curating those questions and I would love to know what the questions were that we didn't get to that I would love to just find out from Lou and I don't know I just I appreciate what she did for us and (laughs) as far as letting us see her beautiful face and hearing her beautiful mind work and until January for that well we won't see her again but we'll see you next week but we'll see you next week thanks for stopping by Okay, bye.